generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. Now we're going to dive right into revision, exhortation, and declaration. Now, depending on how I'm inspired or led, there might be an overlap of one to another. But I'll do my best to ensure that the revision stands alone and then we could mix up sort of like the exhortation and edification. By mixing it up, I don't mean that you will make it confusing. I mean as I exhort, if I feel inspired, excuse me, if I feel inspired to make declarations, I will. And so please let your spirit be alert, be open, be attentive, and get ready to receive something powerful as we go together. So we've been talking about supernatural for about four weeks now, and we're laying a solid foundation by establishing the truth that God doesn't just want us to be a people of great revelation. He wants us to be a people of great and godly manifestation. He wants our lives to be the proof that the Spirit of God is still on earth. Acts chapter 1 verse 8 says, We will be his witnesses, will be the proof that is past, not expired, that he's the real, the only living God, that he's the creator of the universe. My life, your life, ought to be testimonies, platforms for the expression of the glory of God. And that's why the supernatural is so important. God wants us to operate in the supernatural naturally, not because we're intelligent, smart, because we're rich, because we're influential, but because he is great, he is powerful. And one of the things about supernatural is that it's not about our effort. We read stories in the book of the Acts of the Apostles, and even though it's called the Acts of the Apostles, what is really true is that it was a documentation of the Acts of the Holy Spirit and the lives of surrendered apostles. As the apostles surrendered themselves, yielded their vessels as instruments of righteousness, they prayed the faster they studied the word of God, they went through the daily disciplines for the supernatural lifestyle or of the supernatural lifestyle, they began to manifest the weight and the worth of heaven in their times. Acts 10, 38 says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth who went about doing good and healing all those oppressed of the devil for God was with him. How was God with him? By the power of the Holy Spirit. In Romans 5, 5, we're told that the love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts by the Spirit, by the Holy Spirit. So we have that same Spirit by whom the apostles walked in power. We have that same Holy Spirit uh, of whom it said that Jesus was filled without measure. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, he expressed the details of the kingdom of God and teaching, preaching, healing, casting out devils and extending the influence of heaven into every territory they walked into. I believe God that as a people who will not just be theological technicians who are well versed in the instrumentality of quoting scripture but are devoid of power. I refuse for that to be our reality. Our reality is that not only are we going to memorize the word of God, we're going to manifest the power of God. Remember what I said last week? That God doesn't just want us to be eloquent <laughs> in speech. He wants us to be fluent in power. So be expectant. Walk with that understanding. Push yourself in the direction of this revelation. Release yourself to it. And let the power of the Holy Spirit flow on a daily basis through your life. So quick revision. We laid a solid foundation about the power of God. Maybe the available to us. And I said that we are born of God. We hail from God. God is literally our father. In the old birth, you had a physical father, physical mother. 
in the new birth you have got the father and he's the one who has begotten us we hail from the womb of god so your state of origin is not you know aqua bomb or rivers even though you're filled with the rivers of god come on somebody and your state of origin is not fct come on but you have the fct you have the faith of christ and truth come on somebody your state of origin is not lagos even though you have more than a lagoon on the inside of you come on somebody give me some more <laughs> So your state of origin is God. You originate from God. You're born of the incorruptible seed. You have the DNA of God. Your ID has the stamp supernatural on it. By the way, watch out for our new ID cards at Kings. You're going to see that. <laughs> we have ID supernatural. So look out for that and you know put that on social media once it comes out. And just let's proclaim the reality of who we are to the whole world. You should not be ashamed of your identity now after that we also looked at some of the signs and symbols of this new nature so one of the first things we spoke about is that the supernatural identity that you have gives you access to supernatural presence so everywhere you go on the bus on the bike when you sit at home in the office on your home office come on wherever you are you must be cognizant of the fact that you're not standing by yourself and that means that there's no need to be afraid, to be dominated by the spirit of fear, but there is need for you to rejoice in hope. Why? For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of love, of power, and of a sound mind. So keep that in mind. God has given us the power of a sound mind, and you don't want to operate below the provisions of grace that Jesus Christ paid for by the shedding of his own blood. Somebody put in the comment box below, say, I will walk in this power. Put it right now, put it right now. Put it in the, in the chat room on whatever platform you are. Say, uh, now put, I walk in supernatural presence. So that's the first thing. The power comes with presence, but we spoke about the presence first. Number two is the fact that we have supernatural perception. Our senses are heightened and we are not people who are caught off guard. Things don't just happen to us. In fact, things don't happen to us. Things happen for us. For the Bible says, for we know that all things work together for the good of death and love God and are they called according to his purpose. I know you're called according to God's purpose if you are born again. If you've received the life of Jesus Christ, then the Bible says that you are one of his. You, you belong to him. It says that you've been sealed with the precious Holy Spirit until the day of redemption. Come on, somebody. So you have supernatural perception. You're able to tap into waves and frequencies that the natural mind cannot access. You are able to download truths, instructions, revelation, insight. You are able to commingle with divine wisdom. You're able to dine with wisdom. You are able to swim in the river of revelation. You are, you are guided by a superior spirit, the Holy Spirit, the greatest. Oh, spirits, if I could use that. In fact, he has no comparison and he's the teacher. And here's what I know about the power of the Holy Spirit. That when the Holy Spirit is your teacher, your understanding will be superior to the syllabus of your times. My God, I feel like somebody needs to write that down. So when the Holy Spirit is your teacher, then your understanding will exceed the sophistication of the syllabus of your times. And we see then the Old Testament, when the words is concerned, Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that they had superior understanding in all kinds of subject matters. 
Why? Because they were under the influence of the power of the Spirit of God and therefore they were able to tap into frequencies and bandwidths that the technology of their time couldn't contain or even contact. And I believe that that's where God wants us to be now, to live perpetually in the zone where the things that are coming out of us are evidence of the fact that we have supernatural perception. Then we spoke about supernatural peace. And we look through the word of God where Jesus said, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives, right? So we have the peace of Jesus by virtue of our supernatural identity. Number four, we look at the supernatural provision. And then of course, I challenge you to stretch your faith. And in the midst of famine, great things are still happening. The doors are still opening. The opportunities are still abounding. The favor is still flowing. I pray for somebody right now. I don't know what it is you're struggling with in terms of your finances or the material requirements of your life. But the God who made all things cannot live in you and he will be a beggar. Oh yes, I love that song which is I cannot bow before you and bow before men. Someone type in the comment box, put no way. Oh, I cannot be the child of the father of the universe, the king of the universe. And and I'll still be beggarly. Somebody say no way. I cannot die of hunger. When indeed the one who made everything connected to food and food of all kinds is my daddy. Somebody say no way. I cannot, oh my goodness, I cannot be suffering. In the middle of this, of course, don't get me wrong, there's some elements of suffering. But not the elements of suffering of this kind of poverty and shame and anguish. That the sufferings that God wants to have are the sufferings of Christ for righteousness sake. So except you can prove to me that that hunger is for righteousness sake or that that lack in your life is for righteousness sake and it might be that for some people maybe who are in extreme places where persecution is intense, right? But for most people, hunger, poverty and all of that is, has nothing to do with righteousness. And so I pray for somebody right now who's in a pickle, who's in a tight spot that you will experience supernatural provision. Let your amen be so resound and I hear you through the screen. Come on, somebody, can you make a louder? Mm-hmm. Put no way, no way, no way. And number five is book about supernatural protection. But God says that if you step on snakes, you will step on snakes and you will step on scorpions. Remember when I talked and I said that, that they said to Jesus, Oh, master, master, the demons that dance to your tune. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and that's part of what we have. Now, last week, we looked at a couple of things. I answered a couple of questions and you can actually uh, go back to our online portals like on IG and YouTube and look through those questions I answered and gain wisdom and perspective. But I also gave us seven things which I believed and from my study of the Word of God and my experience living out the Word of God, those seven things which are the major markers or the daily disciplines of a supernatural lifestyle. And, and I gave up those seven things, and I, I believe that somebody has been walking in that. In fact, we went to great lengths to ensure that we put out one of those things on IG, on our Instagram page, at Kings, Kings Connected. Every day of the week, we put out one item each, just as a trigger and as a reminder for you to immerse yourself in that truth. Now, if you didn't do that, you have another opportunity this week. But I'm going to run through the seven things real quick, and then I will transit into the exhortation for today. So number one was this. I said that you must meditate on the love of the Father for you. Remember what I said? That miracles are a love language of God. Are one of God's love languages. Miracles. Not the only love language that God has. But one of God's love languages. 
And so when God does a miracle, usually a miracle, typically many times, is a compression of natural processes, an acceleration of natural processes, or a boycott of natural processes. So when a miracle happens, it's compressing something that should take a long time, accelerating the process, or maybe magnifying the, the possibility, as in the case of multiplying loaves of bread and fish, or he is boycotting that whole process and literally invading the earth with something that is entirely heavenly. So whenever God does that, it's because God is saying, I love you so much. I'm going to, as it were, break the rule of the system you're functioning in because of my love for you. I'm going to accelerate it, compress it. So meditate on the love of the Father. Why? Because at the heart of every miracle is that same love. So when you meditate on that love, what happens is the miraculous begins to ooze out in your daily experience. And what you never noticed before will become significant to you because now you know it's not happenstance or coincidence that a stranger paid for your cab or helped you on the way or you were thinking about somebody and God dropped a verse in your heart and you sent to the person. The person went, my goodness, this spoke to my situation or you did a post on Instagram that happens to me almost every day and somebody goes exactly what I needed to hear now you don't just go oh well it's a coincidence no you know it's the love of the father number two what do you do you memorize the word of God memorize the word of God and meditate on the word of God muse on it think on it eat it digest it swallow it chew it let the Spirit of God paint pictures in your mind, right? Number three, pray in other tongues habitually. You're washing the place, you're praying in tongues. You're walking around the streets, you're praying in tongues. This does not take away from your private times of prayer and secluded times of prayer, but it's an essential add-on and recommendations that you should spend at least one hour in prayer every day you, you can do more than they can do two hours you can do three four five seven hours you can do long haul prayer moments compressed prayer times once a week seven times a week whatever you know as the spirit of god leads you and as the structures of your life um, can be modified as much as it can be modified to ensure that that spiritual stream is bubbling number four i said that you must believe that you are a kingdom ambassador that you are the legalized officer, the conduit, the channel to express the kingdom of God in your space, whether that space is your family front or the workspace or your workstation, you are an ambassador. And what does an ambassador do? An ambassador reflects the virtues and the value of the kingdom he represents in a different territory. Now, number five is this. Seek out opportunities to express the kingdom of God, to pray for the sick, to cast out demons. Be excited about it. Don't shrink or shy away. When they say somebody pray for us, don't wait. <laughs> so the Holy Spirit has com convicted you deeply before you do it, right? <laughs> what the issue should be is that you don't do it if you feel a restraint. But if you don't feel like a restraint, come on, go for it, right? I'm as, of course, also understand the protocol of that space. So I'm not talking about being forward. I'm talking about being available to be useful. Not so that it can be popular, but so that the glory and the beauty of Christ can be revealed in that space. And because you are available, it will be revealed through you. Now, number six is you want to be faithful in every other area of your life. Be faithful with your finances. Be faithful in your giving to God, given to God's people, given to God's men, given to strangers. But faithful with your academics if you're in school, you're running your PhD, your master's degree, you're writing papers to become a professor. 
Be faithful in those other aspects. They may not seem spiritual, but God trusts you with material things or natural things before he entrusts you with spiritual things. And number seven, I said you must rejoice and glorify God. When you hear a genuine testimony of divine manifestation, even if that manifestation was not delivered through you, you must be comfortable with the idea that God will use who he chooses to use. And sometimes he's going to use people that you think in your mind are not as qualified, not as intelligent, not as anointed, not as talented, but he's the one that gets the glory, not you. So put self on the altar and let Christ be revealed. Come on, someone, did you get something from this revision? If you did get something, put your hands together right now. Glorify God right now. Magnify God right now. Celebrate God right now. Now, I'm going to give you two assignments before I go into the exhortation and declaration. The first thing I want to do right now is write in the comment box or in the chat box the major one, one of the seven. Which one of the seven have you found the most challenging so far in your walk with God, the spiritual journey? Which one of the seven is it? Is it the one I met in love of the father? Maybe you struggle with love of the father because you had an earthly father that was absent or you never knew your earthly father or your earthly father didn't inspire you in any way. Maybe that's the situation. So you struggle. Put it there in the comment box. Or maybe you struggle to pray in tongues habitually. You're just like, ah, I'm not even baptized with the Holy Ghost. Or maybe you, you, you're baptized with the Holy Ghost but there's no manifestation of tongues in your life. That's, that might be your situation. No judgment whatsoever. It could also be, um, you know, I struggle to celebrate other testaments in other people's lives. That's just being honest, right? Just put there whatever it is. Now, have you done it? Do it right now. Let, let me just give you 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. Type it, write it, take action. We don't just want to be a ministry that bombards you with revelation but does not give you opportunity for application. God wants us to be as effective as, as applying as we are documented and writing out the revelations we receive. So right now, right now. Now the next thing you're going to do is this. What are you going to do this week? What are you going to do for the next seven days to strengthen you in that area? So for example, if you struggle to uh, pray in the Holy Ghost or to pray habitually, even in your normal language, you might want to adopt the strategy that a great man of God, Smith Wigglesworth, great healing evangelist adopted in his time. He's going to be with the Lord now. But he had a policy, and the policy was no Bible, no bread. That was the policy. No Bible, no bread. Somebody said no Bible, no bread. What does that mean? The way he ensured that he always stayed in the flow of the Spirit was that any time he was about to eat, he would read the Bible first. His policy was no matter how many times I've eaten today, no matter how many times I've read the Bible today, as long as I'm about to feed my body, I need to feed my spirit first. Now, I believe it was of him that it was said that Smith Wigglesworth never prayed uh, up to more than three hours. But they said concerning him that he never went up to three hours without praying. So that's a life of communion. That's a life of communion. I'm not sure whether I never prayed more than three hours. I believe it was about some revival meetings or some things where there was an outburst and they kept him praying, perhaps. But the, the real message behind it was that he lived a life where he was constantly immersed in the pool of God's power and it was in touch with control tower, in touch with, with heaven. So you might want to adopt some of those strategies. Are you going to set an alarm for 12 or 3 or 6 or 9, the watches? Or are you going to ensure that before you eat, you know, whatever it is you need to do, put in the kind box right now. Mm-hmm. And as you commit, I pray that the grace to stick with this is multiplied unto you in the name of Jesus. 
Now, are you ready for the home run of the service? Are you ready for the home run? In the home run, we're going to have a moment of exhortation and then we're going to have some declaration as I exhort you from the word of God. Don't go anywhere. Just 10 seconds and we'll be back. 10 seconds. And in those 10 seconds, can you pray and prepare your heart? You can also still send the links as well, but pray and prepare your heart and I'll be back to drive this home. Welcome back. Now we're gonna go right into exhortation and declaration. So the way it's gonna to work today, I'm gonna to read the word of God and I will lead us in some affirmations, some declarations, not just affirmations, some declarations, some affirmations, spirit-inspired affirmations, and also some declarations. Um, but and as we go along, I also chip in some to-dos or some steps. How do you do that? How do you pray for the sick? How do you cast out demon spirits? How do you rebuke things? Okay. Um, all of these things are connected to the seven things that we looked at last week. So it's going to be simple. It's not going to be complicated. First of all, let's go to Isaiah chapter 35. Isaiah chapter 35. Now, this is the chapter, the major chapter that God gave us for this year. The major chapter that God gave us for this year, 2020. And you remember, for those of you who are at the New Year's Eve service on December 31st, 2019, this is where this was the passage I taught and made declarations from. So it speaks really about the future glory of Zion. But one of the things that we do understand is that whilst certain things are tied to certain uh, calendars or timelines, the manifestations or the uh, pictures of those things also are available in times before those times. So for example, Jesus Christ being the Lamb of God was to happen in what we call the New Testament, you know, um, the time of the Gospels. But we see the shadows and types of the redemptive plan from the Old Testament, the sacrifice of lambs from the Old Testament, the applying of the blood from the Old Testament, the Mount Moriah, the setup, which was a reflection or a preflection, if you will, of Golgotha was in the Old Testament. So these things that we see in the New Testament also have their roots in the Old Testament. Why am I saying that? So right now, as we're looking forward to the future glory of Zion, certain manifestations of Zion are already accessible in this season. Let me give you another example. If you remember the story of the Mount of Transfiguration, the Mount of Transfiguration, the Bible talks about how the light of God shone. You know, Jesus was there, but Peter, James, and John, Matthew 17, took them up by themselves to a great mountain after six days. And as they prayed, right, as Jesus prayed, his face began to shine. And of course, Moses and Elijah appeared as well, and there was the glorified experience. So they were moved, they were in the glorified body. So the body of Jesus uh, took on the form of the celestial body of Jesus and the celestial body of every believer in the age to come. Uh, does that make sense? Don't get confused. Basically, when Jesus began to pray, his body took on the form that our glorified bodies are going to take when we are with him in the world to come. Now, that happened when? That happened 2,000 years ago. <laughs> now, we have not yet entered in our own timeline into that space, but that experience was already available to him. In fact, before Jesus had the, his face shine and all of that, Moses also operated in that time zone. So one of the things about the supernatural is that you can operate in times beyond your time 
by operating according to the times of God in the supernatural. They can literally access a time zone and the experiences of a time zone and the benefits of a time zone that your generation has not come into. My God. I pray that we are a people that will not be uh, stranded where others are stranded, that will not be held back at the portals of denial, but that will be a people that will pierce through the limitations, the membranes, the gateways, the access points into zones and realms and dimensions and spaces that others have not come into. I don't know who I'm speaking to, but as you tap into the supernatural and you release yourself to be a vessel unto honor and you allow the oil of God to flow through your life, you will begin to enter into certain chambers of wisdom, certain dimensions of understanding, certain layers of insight that are not generally accessible to people in your space, in your generation, in your environment, even in your biological family, I proclaim concerning you that you are able to download the intelligence of God and by that intelligence, you know what to do, how to do it, where to do it. I hope somebody's prayer right now. I proclaim concerning you that you are lit with the fire of God, that you are wrapped up with the energy of Jehovah, that you are soaked in the streams of the anointing and that the Supernatural will run like a river through your life in the name of Jesus Christ. So in Isaiah 35, let your amen be louder. Let your amen be louder. Let your amen be louder. In Isaiah 35, it says so many things. And one of the things it starts with is the wilderness and the wasteland shall be glad for them and the desert shall rejoice and blossom as the rose. It shall blossom abundantly and rejoice. I proclaim for you that every area of dryness gives way to rejoicing. Every area of emptiness gives way to the fullness of the Spirit of God. Every area of barrenness caves for the fruitfulness that only heaven can supply. Hey, Katosa, somebody type in the comment box, supply. Oh yes, supply. Oh yes, supply. Supply. The oil of God. Oh, la surekin de basco supplies all that you need in terms of strength right now, in terms of emotional capacity right now. Somebody's under pressure. You feel the tension. You feel like things are going to fall apart, like you're going to die and drown in the temptation and in the fierceness of the loss. But I proclaim concerning you, the supply of the Spirit gives you strength, gives you energy, gives you capacity, gives you dominion, influence, and the wisdom to be able to order your steps in the right way, to move in sync with the order of the spirit of God in the name of John the dry places will begin to yield abundance for you will somebody say amen to that it said shall blossom abundantly and rejoice even with joy and singing the glory of Lebanon shall be given to it the excellence of Carmel and Sharon they shall see the glory of the Lord and the excellency of our God I pray for somebody today that this week, this week, you will be humbled by the manifestations of the glory of God in your life. You know, one of the things, one of the reasons many of us have not seen the glory of God is that we're so full of the glory of self. So you want to be the one to say, I did it. I achieved it. I made it happen. I pray that this week, by the power of the Holy Spirit, you will be humbled by the glory of God. God will invade your space, fill the chambers of your life with the supernatural and cause his glory to wrap you up in the name of Jesus. I proclaim for you and yours 
that your life has softened the glory of God. You are filled with the glory of God. Strengthen the weak hands. Verse 3. And make firm the feeble knees. Say to those who are fearful hearted, be strong, do not fear. Behold, your God will come with vengeance, with recompense of God. He will come and save you. Now see what's going to happen. It says the eyes of the blind shall be opened. And the ears of the deaf shall be unstopped. The lame shall leap like a deer. And the tongue of the dumb sing. For water shall burst forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. The patch ground shall become a pool. I, I hope somebody is saying amen right now. And the thirsty land springs of water. I couldn't want to exhort us along five lines real quick and then we'll make this declaration together. Number one, it says as a result of the supernatural that dry places become full. Dry places become, you know, a fruitful Isaiah 32 teaches us that until the Spirit of God is departed from on high and the wilderness becomes a fruitful field, the fruitful field becomes a forest. So one of the first signs of supernatural in your life is that empty spaces are full. We see this in the story of Elisha and the prophet, the widow woman, the prophet Elisha, the widow woman, whose husband died and the husband was indebted to people. And Elisha said, what do you have in your house that I have, not, I have a, a, a little bit of oil? Then he said, go and borrow vessels, not a few. Now, one of the things about the anointing and the supernatural is that it's not intimidated by emptiness. I hope somebody got that. The anointing of God is not intimidated by emptiness. In fact, it gets excited at the sight of emptiness. The anointing of God is not intimidated by empty chairs, by empty wombs, by empty churches. Do you know why? Because the trigger... For the manifestation of that anointing started with an empty tomb. Oh, did you hear that? When Jesus came out of that tomb, the tomb was empty. And the tomb was a sign that every other human being who believes in him, that enters into a tomb, will leave the tomb empty. Do you understand? That's why David said, you will not suffer your Holy One to see corruption. You will not leave my soul in the world of the dead. That means if the progenitor of the anointing, the one who baptized you with Holy Ghost and fire, the one who has anointed you, the Meshach, the Yeshua HaMashiach, he left an empty tomb behind. Why would you be intimidated by an empty bank account? Why would you be intimidated by an empty womb? Why would you be intimidated by an empty house? Why? Because when the anointing kicks in and is activated, it fills empty jars with oil. It fills Peter's empty, empty boat with fish. It fills an empty church with souls that are saved. It fills empty people with the anointing of the Spirit of God. It fueled empty heads, not empty in terms of spiritual anointing, but in terms of heads that had not been schooled. It filled them with flames of fire and they began to enter into territories. The first thing I wanted to realize is that in the season, you're coming into a place of fullness. The word is of his fullness we have received. Grace for grace. I speak to the empty places of your life. Be filled in the name of Jesus Christ. How is that anointing activated? One of the major things you've got to see is that he said that you, that blind eyes will see you. So the second thing the anointing does is that it opens blind eyes. Don't tell me that you are walking in the supernatural if you are not seeing things. Uh, by seeing things, not necessarily angels. Some of you might see angels. Some of you might see demons. Some of you might see that. But some of you, you will see the future. 
You will see ideas. You will see things before they happen. You will have x-ray vision. The proof, one of the proofs of the anointing is that you are able to see beyond the bandwidth of natural ocular capacity. You are able to see beyond the sophistication of holograms. You are able to see beyond the precision of artificial intelligence. You are able to see beyond the capacity of machine learning or deep learning or pattern recognition in robotics. You are able to see the future. You are able to see things that others will not see. You are able to see the roots of issues. He says blind eyes will be open. That's the second thing. I proclaim that your eyes are open. That even in this season you see what others are not seeing. You see the opportunities. You see the hidden technologies. You see the gaps and how to fill them. You see the platforms you should play in. You see the models of ministry the Lord wants you to be committed to. You see your place in this house. You see your place in kings. You will not be a bench warmer or a bench woman these days because there are no benches right now. You will not be a, a phone hogger. You will not be a chat box champion who does not have offline results. That's not your portion. But you see the glory of God. Number three, he says your ears will be unstopped. The ears of the deaf shall be unstopped. The new man in Christ is not deaf. The new man in Christ hears. That's why Jesus said in John chapter 10, my sheep hear my voice and the voice of a stranger they will not follow. I proclaim concerning you by the Spirit of God that your ears are open, that your ears are open, that your ears are open, that your ears are open. You see the things of God. You hear the words of God. You experience the glory of God. You move in the power of God because your ears are not deaf. You are able. Come on, somebody. Slap me a high five right now, wherever you are, and say, my ears are open. My ears are open. I'm able to hear heaven's instruction, heaven's declaration, heaven's leading, heaven's correction, heaven's rebuke, heaven's endorsement, heaven's validation. In the midst of the cacophony of the COVID complaints, I'm able to tap into the mind of God. I'm able to drink of the streams of life. My ears are open in the name of Jesus Christ. Number four, he says that the lame shall leap like a deer. Don't forget the prophetic word for the year. The prophetic word that God gave us for this year. He said that we are leaping and we are soaring. Oh, somebody sent me a message in the course of the week. Solomon sent me a message and said, Pastor, it's my year of leaping and soaring. He said, I just got a testimony and he shared the testimony with me. Now understand something. That in the middle of this, God is not modifying his prophetic word. God is not changing his pattern because of COVID or Corona. God is not rearranging what he promised you because of the economic hardship. God is not reneging his commitment to you because the world has turned around and things have changed. God is not modifying his claims. Let me assure you that heaven's budget has not taken a cut because of corona. Can I promise you that angels have not been fired because God cannot afford to pay them. That has not happened. Can I promise you that God has not vacated his throne. He's not panicking. He's not seeking advice. There is nobody that can advise him, counsel him, comfort him, uh, promote him, demote him, uh, break him down. And in that case, if he said that this year is a year of leaping and soaring, I believe it. Oh, somebody shout, I believe it. 
Ah, Say, I believe it. He said, I am leaping. I'm taking giant strides. How do I do that? By the supernatural. David understood this in Psalm chapter 18. He said, by my God, I have left over a wall. By my God, I have run through a troop. He said, by my God, but he teaches my hands to war and my fingers to battle. He said, by my God, I break a bow of steel. Do you know how tough steel is? Do you know how difficult steel is? David said, because I'm empowered by the Spirit of God, my strength is amplified, my capacity is enlarged, my ability is intensified. I am able to do what I cannot do in my natural senses. Somebody shout, I'm leaping. Oh, you didn't shout that I wanted to shout, I'm leaping. I'm leaping, I'm leaping. I'm still covering grounds by the anointing. I'm still taking territories by the anointing. How was it that Philip was seven tables one day and then with persecution, he goes to a place called Samaria and in Samaria, he turns the city upside down, casting out demons, healing the sick, people getting saved, sanctified, turned to the Lord. And then the Bible makes us realize that by the spirit, he was transported to Azot. He was transported into a desert place and he has an encounter with a eunuch who's from Africa, Ethiopia. And by the Spirit of God, the ministry of Philip leapt from seven tables to preaching and casting out demons to being an international evangelist in a day without the internet, in a time without any kind of modern technology. Do you not understand that the Spirit of God is superior to science, that the Spirit of God is superior to technology, that the Spirit of God is superior to any man mechanism or machinery and in a time when there was no internet no television no radio no publication no print and press the ministry of Philip was able to enter into Africa I proclaim concerning you watching me right now that your growth will be by the spirit you have suffered the hardship of incremental progress for too long of course incremental progress is good of course incremental progress is encouraging but there is also something as something such as an exponential leap. I proclaim that this week you will experience the exponential, expansive, extraordinary, extravagant manifestation of the grace of God upon your life and you will leap into places you haven't been into before. Somebody say amen to that. Number five, he said the tongue of the dumb shall sing. By the spirit you are going to sing. By the spirit you testify. By the spirit you rise and shine. By the spirit you grow in grace by the spirit you operate in new levels of the anointing if you're not saying amen what are you doing i wanted to shout amen by the spirit he said that these five things are going to happen why because the rivers are going to burst forth the rivers are going to burst forth now we're going to make certain declarations say after me oh father say after me my father shout it where you are say my father i thank you for the access to the supernatural I thank you for access to the supernatural. I thank you for my supernatural identity. I thank you for the stamp of your spirit upon my heart. I thank you because I operate 
in the zone of supernatural abundance. I thank you, that in the season, my hands are strengthened, my knees are fortified. Will you lay your hands on your head and proclaim in the name of Jesus, my body belongs to God, my mind belongs to God, my eyes belong to God, my ears belong to God, my brain belongs to God, my brain belongs to God, my brain belongs to God. I think the thoughts of God. I operate at the zone of God. I operate in the zone of genius. I operate in the zone of divine intelligence. In the name of Jesus Christ, I am not stuck. I am not stranded. I am flowing in the river of life. In the name of Jesus. Somebody say in the name of Jesus. My eyes see clearly the blueprints, the templates, the patterns, the models, and the maps that my destiny requires in the name of Jesus. My eyes belong to God. I see no evil, but I see the goodness of God every day and in every way. My eyes are bathed with the power of the blood of Jesus. Therefore, I am able to see as God sees. I see the future. I see divine ideas. I see divine instructions. Just like Habakkuk said, just like Habakkuk said, I stand upon my watchtower and I see what he says to me. I see what God is saying to me. No longer will I doubt divine pictures and images downloaded in my spirit in the form of dreams, in the form of dreams and visions. I proclaim that my eyes are clear of spiritual blindness, myopia, hypermetropia, astigmatism, color blindness, cataract, and every disease of the eye. I see clearly in the name of Jesus Christ. My eyesight is perfect in the natural and in the spirit. My vision is not impaired in the natural and in the spirit. In the name of Jesus Christ, can somebody make that your prayer? My eyes see clearly. I 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 see the visions of God. I see the dreams of God. I see the plans of God. I see the purposes of God. I see the ideas of God. Can you pray that right now wherever you are? Next thing, let's pray right now. Talk to your ears and say, my ears, they hear the voice of God. I have the ability to hear heaven's instruction with clarity. No more confusion in my life. No more confusion in my life. I shut out strange voices. I belong to Jesus. I am led by Jesus. I am not led by the voice of the culture. I am not led by the voice of my environment. I am not led by the voice of human beings. I am not led by the voice of my past. I am not led by the voice of guilt. I am led by the voice of the Spirit of God. The voice of God is loud in my heart. The voice of God is strong in my experience. The voice of God, Mangos Palakoria Taka, is prominent in my decision making. It guides my intentions, guides my decisions, and guides my actions. 
God's voice guides my intentions, guides my decisions, and guides my actions in the name of Jesus. Can you make that your prayer right now? As you seek to make those decisions about career, about location, about relocation, about relationships, about environments, can you pray right now? That every strange voice is silenced by the power of God. The decision that God would have you take is the one that is foremost on your heart and you see it clearly. You will not want Walk in darkness in the name of Jesus Christ. Likandos Padokolia to Vespa. You see clearly, you hear clearly, you see clearly, you hear clearly. Maratasa Katolabandu. Name of Jesus. Now you're gonna say, I speak to my entire system, I speak to my infrastructure, I speak to my structure, I speak to my business, I speak to my ministry, I speak to my career. Take a leap in the name of Jesus. I leap in the name of Jesus. I leap forward. No more stagnation, no more limitation, no more hesitation, no more confinement. I leap in the name of Jesus. I leap. I cover ground, I explode, I move to the right and to the left. Help locates me. I maximize the opportunities God brings my way. It is my time of leaping in the name of Jesus. I leap, I leap, I leap, I leap in any area where I felt lame. I draw strength from the power of God. I draw strength by the Spirit of God and I leap in the name of Jesus. I draw strength by the Spirit of God and I leap in the name of Jesus. I draw strength by the Spirit of God and I leap in the name of Jesus Christ. And now you're going to pray my tongue will sing and rejoice. Oh, begin to speak. Joy is coming to your house. Your house is full. The anointing of God upon your life is not intimidated by emptiness. It fills of spaces. Every empty boat is full of fish. Every empty net is full of fish. Every empty womb is full filled with the right children in the name of Jesus Christ I proclaim fullness can you begin to just speak for fullness Our fullness faithfulness fruitfulness in every area of your life you manifest the fullness that God gives in every area of your life in the Oh fullness, we are full as individuals and we are full as a people. We have a full ministry, we have full Zoom classes, we have full discipleship, we have full manifestation of the Spirit of God. We are not hindered, hampered, limited in any way. We are whole and holistic, we are healthy. In the name of Jesus Christ, Mando Karasaya, Lekuze Patayasha. Can someone pray fullness? My joy is full, my heart is full of the Spirit of God. My life is full of the love of God. I'm full of fire. I'm full of passion. I'm full of resolve. I'm full of the glory of God. I'm full of the anointing of God. I'm full of strength. I have strength for the journey. I have courage for the conquest. Rotopakulekeya, 
Visor sobre cabeça, brincando espacalhar. Fullness is my portion. Fullness is my experience. Abundance in the name of Jesus Christ. Abundance of the fruit of the spirit. Abundance of the fruit of the womb. Abundance of the fruit of my mind. Abundance of the fruit of my ministry. I make full proof of my ministry. No empty spaces. I feel it all. I feel it all. I feel it all. Allah Kuspaya. Say after me in the name of Jesus Christ. My hands are strengthened. My feet are strong. My heart is bold. My mind is attentive. My thinking is refined. My products travel far. My impact is piercing. The anointing of God upon my life is not frustrated or caged or confined, but it breaks into territories. I'm a territory taker. I'm a kingdom ambassador. I'm a carrier of divine life. I terrorize demons. I'm a DEO, a demon eviction officer. I cast out demons. I lay hands on the sick and the recover. Everything I touch prospers. Everything I touch flourishes. Everything I touch expands. Every good thing I touch expands. Every negative thing I speak to dies in the name of Jesus Christ. I unleash the power of God through faithfulness and obedience in every space I find myself. My life is an example of everything good. My life is a symbol of Christ's power and a reflection of Christ's character. The glory of Zion is made manifest in my life. The beauty of Zion decorates my being in the name of Jesus Christ. Come on, somebody give God praise and glory right now. I feel the glory of God in the this place. Put your hands together and give God praise. I rebuke that spirit of fear. I get it. A generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. To join this growing community of kings, visit www.kingdomcentral.org and send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566. One more thing. Someone you know needs this. Kindly share this how.